0: We're recording from the Mellow four seven studios in Mandaluyong City. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas Podcast. My name is Stan.
1: My name is Ro.
0: And we're back with a brand new attack this week. A little bit later than normally because of the storm that hit Manila last Thursday. That was a bad, bad one.
1: Yeah, um, I was gonna go out. I was ready to go to the station. To the station here. And, um, and then I start... No, First, um, my office building outside uh, is prone to flood. The, the street outside is really, really prone to flood. and People were saying, uh, I, I hadn't seen it at that point, but you cannot see the street um, right before uh, the time I was supposed to leave.
0: Dude, I was trying to drive my way to the station and there was zero visibility on the road. It was that bad. I didn't like it at all. And I think that, you know, for, for our safety, our security,
1: we were able to postpone it to today. Uh, well, yeah, and today is a sunny day, really really hot day. Um actually too hot for my own liking, but we're here, the time is now, we're doing this now. Hello, welcome to the Smartest Filipinas podcast. Let's talk about something that just
0: happened uh, very recently, which was yesterday, um you know, as of uh, as of recording. We're huge fans of basketball as well, so we can't help but talk about the NBA draft.
1: Right, right, right. And a lot of things happening uh, this year's draft. Uh, always um, a lot of things happening in every year's draft, but This year seems to be a bit more special than um, recent drafts. Well, for one thing, a lot of insiders
0: and critics called it the deepest draft since 2003. And last year's draft was kind of a
1: a meh draft.
0: Meh is an understatement. Like, last year's draft was a craptastic draft, Uh, that's for sure.
1: I'm I'm just being nice here for (laughs) for for all the guys who... have made it to the NBA and fulfilled their dreams. I don't know um, to what extent they're successful, but hey, they're in the league, they made it, and good for them. And But this year's was better.
0: This year's was better. Uh, one of the highlights, of course, was when Isaiah Austin from Baylor got a ceremonial drafting by the NBA. Um, in case you didn't know, he was diagnosed with Marfan syndrome, and he has a prosthetic right eye as well. Now, with Marfan syndrome... If undetected, if I'm not mistaken, if undetected, it can actually lead to an enlarged heart, and that's not good. Whether or not you know, whether you're a professional basketball player or just a normal person living out a nine to five in an office job,
1: or a member of the Backstreet Boys, and um, yeah, I think um, I think enlarged heart. I think someone in the wrestling business was uh, diagnosed with enlarged heart. I just don't remember who at the moment.
0: But yeah, and uh, these things and large hearts—you can't have them. Uh, you can't leave them undetected. And it's a good thing, Kade that the doctors were able to diagnose uh, Isaiah Austin while it was early. Unfortunately, he was projected to be a, a second-round pick. But uh, we all know by now he can't play pro ball. Good move, though, on Adam Silver. We have to congratulate NBA Commissioner Adam Silver for going out of his way to invite Isaiah Austin to the draft as his personal guest. And on top of that, in the middle of picks number fifteen and sixteen. He went out and he actually drafted Isaiah Austin on behalf of the NBA.
1: Hashtag good guy Adam Silver.
0: Great PR move by the NBA as well. And, you know, um, in his in short time as NBA commissioner, he's been pushing all the right buttons. Right,
1: I told you that. And uh, it's amazing how much. Good Goodwill he's building up um, And it's really what How many months has it been? It's been four, four or five months Four to five months Of being the new NBA commissioner And he's been building up So much goodwill It's amazing Just how much uh, You know How much different he seems From uh, from David Stern And And there are a lot of differences
0: Between Adam Silver David Stern Like David Stern knows how to cut a promo. If he was in the <laughs> wrestling business, he would know how to cut a promo. Adam Silver has a long way to go, but in terms of the things he's doing
1: for the people for the NBA community, man, we cannot salute this guy enough. David Stern reminds me of, you know, a uh- a better sounding John Laurinaitis
0: Oh no <laughs> right? no you got, you yeah, got a point right, there right, right. That's right yeah uh, Another funny moment from the NBA draft yesterday was when the 13th overall pick Zach Levine out of UCLA was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves Now normally when you get drafted by a team you're supposed to be happy you're yeah, coming you, up you, from Yeah you made room. yeah you
1: made it to the NBA you're playing for a major league team you're getting minutes Kai Papano you're supposed to be happy
0: and you're getting a guaranteed contract yeah. you're a first
1: round pick Yeah Zach Levine gets called, right? And then the
0: camera pans at Zach Levine. His head is buried in his arm. And then the minute that he stands up, you can see him. He actually mouths... Fuck me! <laughs> like he says, "Fuck me."
1: <laughs> I wonder how that's how his career is going to pan out. Um, as of now, oh, that's unfortunate
0: because well, Zach Levine is a point guard. Yeah, and the Timberwolves do have Ricky Rubio, Zion, because he could learn a lot from Ricky Rubio. And I guess you know, I you kind of feel for the guy because of the crazy front office situation in Miss in Minnesota, regardless of who's been their general manager.
1: Right, and well, once upon a time, you would have been, you know, um. A rookie would have been um, excited to join the Timberwolves um, back when you know KG was in the was in the team um, at, at the prime of Kevin Love, I suppose. But Kevin Not Love so. is still in his prime. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, um, when he had so much promise for Minnesota, right? right. But man, you know, we all know he wants his way
0: out, and that's again, that's another thing that's unfortunate and something beyond our control. One thing within our control, however, is our dream list. Like if you and I. We're in the NBA draft Let's pretend for a while now We're a couple years younger Than we are right now And that we actually have Superior athletic ability If we were in the NBA draft Which team would you want
1: To draft you? Easy You already know the answer To this question You already know my answer I would want to be drafted By Chicago Regardless of what their Yeah, yeah It doesn't matter It doesn't matter Really?
0: Yeah
1: Good for you Good for you I I actually feel the same way
0: Like if I were to be drafted Regardless of what pick The Boston Celtics had I would want to be a Celtic
1: Exactly See, there you go We are so predictable in this Well, predictable to each other Because we know We know Where we would want to go Exactly But at least for you now For you our dear listeners Now you kind of have an idea Which teams we root for When the NBA six season Kicks in a high gear Right right And we're sorry for taking up The first five minutes Of this episode Devoted to basketball Yeah <laughs> it, it, This
0: is still a wrestling podcast yeah. At the end of the day But you know We do love our different uh, Our different sports Or other things
1: Outside of wrestling That we also share Our love and passion for And I'm sure there are Some of you We hope there are some of you We hope that there are Any of you at all Who like basketball as well
0: Yeah How about we kick things off this time With a podcast uh, With a a wrestling portion Which is the majority of the SGP podcast Right
1: This new segment we're debuting Right We want to call this uh, Spots and Botches Right Um, It's really simple The premise is really simple Spots are the highlights Of the high spots Of the week Of the week so far And the botches obviously Those are are the the low blows Yeah the low blows The things that haven't gone so well um, This week
0: Of course, uh, we gotta be fair and acknowledge our inspiration for this segment Uh, Zach Lowe in his column, he has this segment called The 10 Things I Like and Don't Like It's kind of a spin-off of that and we're calling it Spots and Botches to make it appropriate for the SGP podcast Right, 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 and let's begin, shall we? Let's begin with the first spot from this week, something that Ro over here likes a lot Yeah It's a nickname
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a really, it's a brand new nickname, kind of a brand new nickname, it's it's been around um, for quite some it's time. It's been around, but they've only started to use it now. In reference to Seth Rollins, who is now, as we all know, uh, broken away from the shield, aligned himself with Triple H. Yep. Um, they're starting to call him the architect. And Simply, they've been calling him the architect yeah, for quite some time. yeah, yeah. They've been calling him the architect of the shield for quite some time. But now, since there is no more shield... And they just call him the architect And that's so badass Yeah, there is a, there is a cool factor to, the, to being called the architect Even though normally you don't really
0: see architects as, as, as guys who can beat people up Or as guys who are cerebral But you know,
1: architects are smart yeah, guys, um, Barney Stinson was right. How I Met Your Mother fans, Barney was right. The Architect is a, a really, really cool job title to, 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 you know to, to say after your name. Like Ted Mosby, Architect. Seth Rollins, Architect. The Architect, Seth Rollins. Man, now that I think about it, I wouldn't be surprised
0: if one of the members of Creative is actually a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother and, th- and if this was a nod to
1: How I Met Your Mother. Well, that would be, that would be nice if it were, but I'm not really counting on it. But it's, it's, it would be nice. But, but I really, really think that this architect nickname is going to go places. Would, would the architect as a nickname have worked Kaya, if it was, let's say, given to another wrestler? Like an actual architect? Architect turned wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like IRS, tax uh, taxman turned wrestler. But he no, like IRS, but
0: then again, his name, I was already in initials, IRS, which was a nod to you know his gimmick yeah, and yeah. you know the reference. Yeah,
1: but we gave it to an actual architect wrestler. Hmm. That would be lame Yeah, it would be lame You know, it's, there, there's a matrix feel to it the, This architect nickname I, I don't know, there's something badass about it I'm trying to figure out, trying to put my finger on it But rest assured, I hope that you agree with me It does sound badass Say it again, say it again with me The, the architect. architect, Seth Rollins Seth Rollins, yeah It does sound badass
0: How about let's move to our first botch of the list I don't like what they're doing to Damian Sanda right now in, right. in case you haven't been paying attention, his current gimmick is basically Charlie Haas version two point where instead of impersonating wrestlers or or past wrestlers, he's impersonating local figures. Right. So this week he impersonated Abe Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's impersonated Lance Stephenson. He impersonated Magneto, like right before Days of Future Past premiered. And I think it's
1: a disservice to Damon Sandow as a wrestler. Well, to be fair with you, and I do mention this in my um, upcoming column. Um, uh, coming out on Geek Out That Damien Sandow isn't really That good of a wrestler There's, So there isn't much to, be dis- to have a disservice to He's a good character He's a good talker He has charisma he's, he's really good in the mic But you know, I think that's what they're using him for At the moment That um, he can deliver these funny gimmicks These funny one-off imitations And that's what they're using him for Because when you think about it When you, when you watch one of those segments um, It is entertaining and funny no, you, I, have I get to admit. That. you have to admit I would admit he is funny He is entertaining What what I don't like
0: is the fact that nah, You build him up as this this superior genius right He's supposed to be really smart okay. and everything Why would he stoop so low As to impersonate local figures to parody them Or to be a caricature
1: uh, Well I'm telling you This is my opinion I don't think he's that good yet He he needs to improve some more He needs to get it a bit more So I don't know I, I don't have that much of a problem with it I mean Damon Sandow is a funny guy Entertaining guy Maybe he could be a main eventer one day if he could salvage himself. But at the moment, I'm not as offended by this as maybe you are.
0: I just miss the robe. I miss the way he held the mic like a like a goblet. Yeah. I miss the superiority, the verboseness
1: of of Damian Sandow's character. I just miss it. So for me, the current gimmick, it's a botch. Right. Anyway, moving on to our second spot. Um, we've got ROH news, Ring of Honor news. Um. Last Sunday, they had their first PPV, I think. I, that's what they're calling it. Uh, Best in the World 2014. The 2014 edition of the Best in the World series. And the main event saw Michael Elgin defeating um, ROH champion Adam Cole to be the new champion. Right. right. Your thoughts on Michael Elgin as the new
0: ROH world champion. It did make the rounds. And um, a lot of people from the SGP Facebook group did celebrate this as well.
1: Shout out, by the way, to the boys and girls of Smart Ginas. What's up, SGP? Um, Right. Because... I I I've been saying that it's been a quite a long time coming because um Michael Elgin does not work um the similar the, the, the traditional indie style has been going around, you know, in the late two thousands, mid to late two thousands, uh, you know, really spot spotty spot monkeying uh match style. Um he's he's more of a traditional power wrestler, uh, a throwback to the days of the strongman. And I really did want him to succeed. I, I knew he was gonna succeed, I knew he was gonna succeed one day. But um, at the time When I was still watching ROH regularly um, He was still in the mid card And it would, it would be a bit um, Longer before he could Reach the main event And now he's here And now I can't be Any more happier for him Let's pretend to be scouts In the NBA draft
0: You have scouts In the WWE You have scouts Let's put on our scouting hats right. And let's pretend That you're trying to describe Michael Elgin To the ROH newcomer Or to somebody Who's more familiar With mainstream wrestling And not necessarily
1: In touch with the indies. So how would you describe Michael Elgin And if we were to compare Michael Elgin to uh, WWE superstars, I would compare him to Taz and Big E. Okay. Um he's uh he's a big dude, but he's uh-huh. not tall. Okay. Um a lot of the independence guys are are kind of cruiserweights. They're kind of they're kind of around that build. Um they're they're not really the big bodybuilder types. So you have
0: examples like Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, CM, CM Punk, Punk, these guys yeah, who came yeah, from yeah, ROH. Right, right,
1: right. Dean Ambrose Um, Guys like Luke Harper are outliers And Michael Elgin is one of those outliers But he's not um, Again, as I said, he's not tall But he works a different enough style To stand out in ROH and in independence
0: Alright, scouting hat on What are his chances of making it to the big leagues?
1: If we didn't have any more need of guys like Big E you know, if Big E would be obsolete in the WWE, I think he could make it, but he needs to improve a bit on his charisma and mic skills. Because he's got the, he's got the 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 in ring skills. He's got the power skills, but he needs a bit more work developing, um, his character. All right. One last thing. Michael Elgin is he a baby face or a heel? At the moment, I think he's a face. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, at the moment. But he seems to be a face. All right. Uh, You ready to go to our next botch on the list? Right, let's do it Alright, next botch on the list If
0: you saw the match between uh, Naomi and Alicia Fox on WWE Raw You'd have probably noticed that both Divas Champion Paige and Cameron They were there on commentary It was horrible Cameron particularly was horrible I hated her on commentary I think she didn't really add value Like, yeah, she was a bitch Yeah, she was being very, uh, very aggressive and very... Uh, very abrasive towards Paige and pretty much everybody who tried to talk to her, but she wasn't doing it in a way that made me want to hate her character. They made me want to hate her. Get some
1: more. And I'm telling you, I've been telling you before, and uh, this is—I think this is how you get a heel over nowadays. That you have to make people hate you. And if we're talking about that, and I had, i have to say that there's no—I have no problem with how Cameron acted in the commentary booth. My thing is I mean you can be a heel By being psychological
0: And like you know When Paul Heyman sits down On commentary He can say things That will make you hate him As a heel When Seth Rollins sits there On commentary He still gets the heat Because of what he did To The Shield right. As for Cameron like She hasn't done anything concrete To make fans actually
1: hate her Well well, no, she no. She was trying. She was trying, and she was trying to develop her heel character. I don't know. I want to. You blah, gotta blah, start blah. somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. And this being the divas division, um, you take what we can get. I mean, yeah, I get it. That you know, to be a to be a a woman who's a bad guy, to be a
0: diva who's a bad guy, you have to be catty. You have to be a bit bitchy and show that side of you. But I,
1: I, I there, there could have been a better way of doing it. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give her more credit than if this might be due. But she was trying to build up the character, so. And um, well, she did kind of sound annoying, and couple couple of those, and you have got some a heel in the making. It, there there is room for improvement, no doubt, no doubt. But um, it, it was a start. It was a start. I'm gonna give it to her. It was a start. I know she's
0: turning on uh, on uh, Naomi very very soon. That's something that we we're gonna be expecting. But I just wish that she would have. Uh, she would have just said Some unique things That she didn't repeat And I, I think that's something That all of us Are yeah, guilty right, sure. of Every now and sure, then sure. But yeah um, I'm, I'm gonna close the book on, on camera On commentary right now It's a botch for me this week Fine Let's give her some room To improve But let's, let's get on To our next spot On this list
1: Right On main event This week Dolph Ziggler cut a promo Before the, a big um, tag match Right He cut this promo About winning money In the bank The money in the bank Contract briefcase and it was kind of similar to The Rock's uh, promo against John Cena, like two, uh, some two to three years ago, about how he says he needs to beat John Cena in order to uh, further legitimize his career. You know what? I like, I like that promo. I,
0: I saw it when you told me to, uh, t- to catch it. It was worth watching, and if you can find it right now online, uh, do find an episode of Main Event from this week. Watch that Dolph Ziggler promo. Whether you like Ziggler or whether you hate him, just to make it clear, I am a Ziggler fan, but it made me care so much more for the
1: guy. Yeah, he, he really expressed some passion for wrestling. That's something you don't really find in promos a lot anymore. Uh-huh. When, um, only you find them in in you know in the promos of underdogs, Guys who don't have a chance to. But win. Ziggler is an underdog. Yeah, right I know, now. I know, I know. I know. But I'm, I'm saying that um, you don't really hear it anymore uh-huh. nowadays. You know and what the
0: best part of that promo was for me? What? The best part was it made me, it, it made it difficult for me to distinguish Nick Nemeth from Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Like when he was okay. doing that, when he was cutting that promo, giving that speech, I felt like both guys were saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And and it's good. Like for me, it's good because it's. Um, so some people would hate on Smarks right. for, or for, for claiming that they know too much Of what goes on behind the scenes yeah. But this is one of those times Where I think that that layer That lens of being a Smart Kind of adds, to, adds another layer To you watching his performance Like It makes you appreciate it so much more
1: Yeah, I know he wants to you know, win the big one He wants to be on top And he's fighting so hard Putting in so much effort Into trying to do that And when you hear this promo About how he wants to win it so bad About how he needs to get back on top you can only help But feel for him
0: Yeah I,
1: I totally agree An- Another
0: box for this week we, we were talking about The Money in the Bank ladder match uh, For this Sunday's uh, Pay-per-view How about the bad news Barrett injury <laughs> yeah. Th- That was a lot of bad news
1: Bad news um, We are afraid To say that um, he's, He has a separated shoulder And we don't know If he's going to make it In time for um, Money in the Bank Chances are He won't be At best it's doubtful Yeah. 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 Um, uh, because he's been getting so good lately.
0: And the gimmick has caught on.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Everybody yeah. says, you know, I'm afraid I've got some bad news, everybody's doing it. He he's having this run again with the Intercontinental Championship after being irrelevant for close to a year. Right. And it it's just a shame to see bad news Barrett go down again in the middle of this run and right when he's actually one of the favorites to win the money in the
1: back ladder match. I have a feeling though that um, when he comes back he will come back as a face. <laughs> yeah. no, and not, that, not just that, but as you said, the whole I'm afraid I've got some bad news gimmick has been really catching fire lately. It is money. Yeah, right, I right, like it. Right, and even if, I think even if he didn't get injured, I think he would be turning face sooner or later. How about the way that Bad News
0: Barrett got injured? Um, we do know by now that he got injured during the latest SmackDown taping uh, because of Jack Swagger. Right, uh, always Jack Swagger. Not it's the second always, time. Yeah. It's the second time that a wrestler who was on the rise mm-hmm. has been injured and might have to be taken out of action
1: because of Jack Swagger. The first one being Dolph Ziggler sometime last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Is this, is this um, a reflection of how safe or not safe Jack Swagger is in the ring? Has he been regressing lately? You know what? I actually
0: want to throw this out there, throw this open question out there. If you're listening, do tweet us your response. Um, should Jack Swagger be penalized for, for, for the, these kinds of actions? Like, Should he be penalized for not being safe enough of a worker such that his opponents are getting injured left and right? Now, you know what?
1: I, I think he really is, in a way. Um, the fact that he doesn't have that much success as a single superstar or anything else, I think that is his, his um, penalty for not being so safe in the ring. Alright, okay
0: uh, I think that's fair I think that is enough Of a penalty I hope he's more motivated To actually get his shit together Because he's actually Getting in the way Of other people's careers With what he's doing
1: Well, In wrestling This is how they penalize it I mean If, if you're not That good in the ring If you're not popular Backstage you, you have to job out You're gonna get jobbed out Day in and day out And if If he jobs out More than he does Now Anytime soon In the near future then that's when That's when we'll know He's being Penalized He's being penalized for his actions. Like he's actually in the doghouse. I don't know. I would have expected a, uh, a fine. Like you know, uh, but I'm legit.
0: Like you know how in sports when when in in sports when you do something bad, you either get suspended or you get fined. But okay, I mean that's fair. I know that wrestling.
1: Yeah, wrestling has its own way of correcting itself. It's so got its own don't, rules, don't its own it, Don't worry about it. Okay, that's
0: fair. For now, though,
1: I think it would be you know it would
0: be okay to call him like a push killer of some sorts. Right. I guess. How about this though as a spot, Seth Rollins and Dean
1: Ambrose don't get their one-on-one match just yet.
0: I like the fact that they're incorporating the
1: feud into the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm sure that that was never the plan um, as of now because you know, we had the MITV match and there's no way you would keep two guys, two stars of their caliber out of a big match like that. Yeah, but I was actually afraid that
0: heading into the pay-per-view, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins will have their one-on-one match right then and there.
1: That is not best for business. I'm it's not. Sure, I'm sure Triple H knew better than that. I, I'm glad that
0: they're kind of prolonging it, I guess, by inserting this element into the match and into, into their feud. I'm still hoping and praying that, that Rollins, Ambrose, and Reigns will have their one-on-one-on-one or triple threat match or, or whatever it is that blows off their feud finally at SummerSlam.
1: Right, right, right. Hopefully it's not for the title. It won't. Oh God! I hope not. I really, really hope not. Um, a, tr- a potential triple threat match between Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns—that should be a WrestleMania match. It should be a WrestleMania match. Now, whether or not that's for
0: the title is out of the is a, is a different question altogether. But that's something that we can probably get into like
1: somewhere down the road. Right. Okay. Moving on to our next botch. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this lately, but you should, given the way they've been repeating it over and over. People have been calling. Kane on screen as the demon Kane. Every time you mention Cain, you have to call him the Demon Kane. I think you, you can make a drinking game out of this.
0: Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of that nickname. I mean, we were raving about the architect earlier. Yeah. But the Demon Cain is on the other end of the spectrum.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I get, okay, I get it. He's a demon. You know, he's from hell. Okay, it's a badass nickname by itself. Okay, sure. But the moment you start repeating it over and over, you, his, his new name is the Demon Kane, not just Cain. But the Demon Cain, it, it loses its power. Next thing you know, Justin Roberts calls him out as the Demon Kane. Exactly. When when he has and that's his intro. so stupid. You know how stupid that sounds? Right. It Maybe is. You stupid. call him um, the Demon Kane every once in a while on commentary. But to call him the Demon Kane every time you refer to him is so grinding. It's so grating on the ears. When you think about it, though, Kane has had many nicknames over the years. I mean, he's had one consistent gimmick,
0: but he's been called the Devil's Favorite Demon. Right. He's been called the Big Red Monster. Right. Another nickname I don't like, by the way. <laughs> what I do like was the Big Red Machine. That's what I did hey. like.
1: Yeah, but okay. Even if you take all the cool nicknames, like, like, and then you, then you, um, say them over and over, like, "Hey, Roman, what do you think about the devil's favorite demon, Cain?" Hey, Roman, I'm gonna send out the devil's favorite demon, Cain, out to get you.
0: <laughs> Isn't that annoying? Yeah, so
1: fucking annoying. It is. It is. I I get that. I I just wish they would stop. I mean, I, we get it. He's a demon. But How th- many times do you have to say he's a demon cane for us to get it? I got it the first time. <laughs> seriously, you know, seriously. You know what? The
0: next time we actually get together and watch a pay per view or watch a live, uh, live Raw or a live main event or SmackDown or whatever, we can probably make a great drinking game out of this. It's
1: like, you know, taking a shot every time Michael Cole sets vintage. Or every time Michael Cole promotes a WWE app. Exactly, exactly. And so stupid.
0: All right, moving on, moving on. Moving on to our next spot on this list of our spots and botches. How about Stardust? He didn't have a match on Raw.
1: No, he didn't. I was expecting a match on Raw because I wanted to see more of how Cody works as Stardust. Yeah, we didn't get that. But we did get a promo, though. A, short, really, a really, really short interview. A very, very short interview with Byron Saxon, I believe.
0: And I liked, how, I liked how Goldust said, I'm the normal one now.
1: You know, last week I said that I hope this leads to you know, the brotherhood becoming stronger And I really hope that this happens because it does seem like Cody is enjoying his new character both on screen and off screen.
0: He's not just enjoying it; he's actually maximizing it and milking it for all it's worth. I mean, he's changed his Twitter handle now, by the way. The Stardust WWE.
1: Oh, really? And I, I think I unfollowed Cody. Anyway, <laughs> no, 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 I, I think I did. He, was, he just—he he wasn't really a, a captivating tweeter, if you ask me. But um, yeah, I think he's really enjoying it because it's something different. It's not boring. He can have fun with it. So yeah, good good on you, Cody. We're we're having a lot of fun watching him as as Stardust, so I'm looking
0: forward to seeing more and to see him compete against Ryback at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Which we'll talk about in a bit. And our last botch into this list, which I think also deserves a specific topic all on its own. The biggest botch on this list belongs to Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. Some things never change. Some things never change indeed, indeed. and on, on Raw, well... If you didn't notice During the match Between Naomi and Alicia Fox Paige was sitting right next To Jerry the King Lawler And when she got up And
1: she was making her way To the ring King was ogling At Paige's ass Uh, You don't really see it For like more than I don't know Half a moment I guess But it's there But there are gifs On the internet right Right. now And they're making their ways Hell Jerry Lawler Screen capped the moment And he tweeted
0: it And he said And I quote Best seat in the house Dot 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 Mine
1: and hers Right and, you know, it's problematic because, come on, guys, it's 2014. Should we still be promoting this kind of thing on television, much less PG television? And and what kind of example does Jerry Lawler
0: want to set? I mean, he's supposedly a legend in the business. I mean, sure, he's had history of him being, a uh, being misogynistic, you know? yeah. a womanizer, all of that. But to do that, to... Um,
1: A female character Who's supposed to be A role model For these women Supposed to be strong Strong female character And she's 21 years old For God's sake Yeah God well, you know what, um, before we go further into this, um, you might be thinking, like, what right does Stan and Roe have to be on a high horse condemning other other guys for ogling girls? I mean, I
0: love Paige myself. She's, like, in my fave five, and I like looking at her pictures on, you know, on her pictures in the
1: internet. But there is... I, I yo, think yo, yo. Jerry
0: Lawler crossed a line right. because he did it in a public place, in a right. public place. yo, avenue. I mean,
1: like, hey, we... Stan and I love girls As much as the next guy We love hot girls We love sexy girls We love their curves We love ogling at them Um, We admire them Yeah, we admire girls And we, you know We do the things guys do And we're not Washing our hands off of that But we're not Going to be tasteless about it Um, As much as possible We're not going to be Tasteless about it Um, And not as tasteless As King did um, at Raw I think the biggest negative And the biggest offense That he committed Was the fact that he had
0: to do it In such a public place And he publicized it And um, Yeah he, he's even proud of it Right Right, he's even proud of it The worst part is Paige retweeted that shot And she was act- She actually acknowledged it And you could tell You could tell that If you know how wrestling Works behind the scenes Or if you have an idea How wrestling works Behind the scenes That's about your old boy's Background of wrestling Where she had to do that She had to be a sport about it Even though it was wrong
1: Maybe, maybe she felt flattered, but in a way, I'm sure she would. She would have felt that she would be better off without something like that. Right. I mean, she knew what
0: was best for her business, so she just kept her mouth shut, acknowledged it, and just moved on instead of actually uh, asking King for an apology or whatever.
1: Because, yo, I mean, okay, look at it this way: you have a daughter, and this, and your old guy friend, um. Who, who is about your age, maybe you're Who's 50. old enough to yeah. be her father, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and he's, he's your guy friend, right? And he checks your daughter out and does that in public and is proud of it. And he celebrates it. How do you feel about that? that How clearly, would you feel about there's that?
0: something very, very wrong with that picture.
1: Let me, let me just say, um, I, I don't know if I can speak for Stan here, but um, as much as we love girls, as much as we love hot girls, sexy girls, um, you know, as much as we even love porn, yeah. We're, we're going to put it out there. We Let's love, put it out there, yeah. We're, yeah. we're guys. And I'm sure, you know, well, guys and girls the same watch porn. But even though we look at girls that way, um, we wouldn't want to perpetuate this kind of, of behavior. Because, I, don't, I again, I, can't, I don't know if I can speak for a but I would want a daughter in the future. I want a daughter in the future, and I wouldn't want her to be um, mistreated that way. I, I, I wouldn't want to stand for misogynistic behavior.
0: Like, uh, we, we do make a lot of misogynistic jokes, and I would own up to that. Yeah, yeah, me too. We make a right. lot of these jokes, and, you know, they're funny, fine. You know, we get it. We can talk about these things in private. But my biggest issue is, uh, Shempre, my background is more of a PR standpoint. Like sure. okay. uh, As a company right. and as a public figure, Jerry the King Lawler and the WWE, what kind of message do you send when you, when you allow your, your personalities to do these things and to celebrate them on social
1: media? Right. And in a way, we're kind of perpetuating um, rape culture, I think. No, yeah. I, I totally agree. Right. right? I mean, okay, we're not going to be the, the be-all, end-all source for this kind of talk. But I don't, I don't like rape culture. I don't like the idea of raping anyone, uh-huh. girls or boys. And the more we objectify women like this, at least in public, and encouraging it to, to, to be in public or to be proud of it as a society... It's not cool. That's not cool.
0: The way I see it, we're not exactly putting ourselves on a, ho- on a high horse as much as we're speaking out about this and speaking up about it. And I think that the worst thing you can do when something like this uh, tries to make its way into society is to keep silent about it. Because silence in this case, in, in, in situations like this, silence is kind of tantamount to apathy. And when you when you when you remain silent, it's kinda like you're condoning it. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, some somebody has to speak up and people do have to make their presence felt and make their voices heard. Now, tama na Because you know, it's not right, it's inappropriate
1: and things have to change. Well well, for all we know, like we can't speak for Paige as well. Maybe she's a sexual person, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's really genuinely okay with that. But maybe there are other girls who aren't. And there are for sure other girls who aren't and we just can't go on um doing this and assuming it's okay for everyone to do this to every girl i think regardless of whether or not Paige is sexual i think that's uh, that's uh
0: that's an irrelevant fact no, i think
1: no no, no no i'm saying because um guess maybe it's okay for her. Yeah, you know, no, no. You, know, you
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, I am I'm, I'm getting what you're saying, but the way I the way I would look at it is the mere fact that you're a public figure, the mere fact that people do with oh, yeah, you course. and that you're being built and being packaged as a role model for females, for women everywhere, you can't allow for something like this to act, uh, to, to harm your image, especially because it's it, it doesn't empower women. It doesn't empower you as a, as an
1: individual. Yeah, and it doesn't really make Paige look strong. You know what I'm saying? She's supposed to be a champion. She's supposed to stand tall as a champion and it doesn't do her any favors
0: right like all of these other heel characters and all these other divas are not giving her respect not showing her respect and you know she tries to fight them off she kicks their asses for it and yet this 60 65 year old gentleman supposedly ogles your ass and you're okay with it there's clearly something uh very wrong in that picture yeah,
1: no 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 we're we're also uh, look, i mean like we can't assume that maybe it's okay that I, got. I mean you know maybe she's proud of it you can't also assume unless she says something, but Yinya, yeah, it's not okay for everyone else. It's most likely not okay for every other girl. You know, it's, it's just something we can't assume is okay. And I guess do. the
0: most the most we can do, man, as as outsiders, as people who do watch this, and and people who are not directly involved, it, it's really just to you know to take a step back and to say, you know what, this is wrong, and to do things on our own. Uh, if we're gonna do something about it, we do it ourselves because. Uh, I, I hate to sound All cliche about this But change has
1: to start From within Right Anyway um, I'd like to also Make an observation That I, it, it, One of the things WWE fails at Is Not recognizing um, or, the, or rather They fail at recognizing What should be A face And a face Should be Reflective Of the good qualities Of, a, of Contemporary society uh-huh. You know what I'm saying A face in 2014 Has to be you know tolerant yeah um you know not bigoted not racist not not sexist not you know you know not misogynist things like that what what stands for good today in this day and age a face in wrestling i believe should should be reflective of that be should embody
0: that, and it's always been that way, like the way that traditional uh, the, the way that professional wrestling has always been structured traditionally is uh the good guys, these baby faces are supposed to represent what's good in
1: society, whereas the heels represent what's bad in society and and it, the problem and the problem is you know Vince McMahon and the old boys club are still stuck in their old in their old ways, like they think it's still the seventies or the eighties or whatever whatever era they're stuck in, and that's not and that's where the disconnect happens uh-huh. And you know that 's what that 's what 's calling um that's what's ge- that 's what 's getting people to um call Cena misogynist for calling Eve Torres a hosky that 's slut shaming yeah it, it is
0: and and uh thank you for mentioning that now 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 that I think about it that John Cena is supposed to be like everybody 's favorite hero and yet he goes around uh you know with with his high horse slut shaming people and telling
1: people that, you know this person is a is a hosky yeah you know yeah exactly, and John Cena has to be. A face that embodies um, The good values of society In 2014 And beyond So and, yeah go, uh, Now taking that
0: argument And bringing it to Jay Lawler I don't know It kind of doesn't make sense Now to keep him as a face commentator I
1: mean he's been doing that role For quite some time But I don't know When um, he was a heel When he was a heel And he would say Puppies he, It would work It would work Okay because he's a dirty old man Doing dirty old things Right But now that he's supposed to be This good guy That everybody cheers for he's supposed Supposedly to be this, He's supposed to be This good grandpa You know what I'm saying? Yeah He's supposed to be this good grandpa Kind of like what Jim Ross was Yeah And I'm sure you wouldn't hear Good old JR You know Saying that Or ogling someone's ass
0: No no, he wouldn't Because he would treat uh, He would treat these young ladies As if they were his own granddaughters Or as if they were his own daughters For that matter
1: And if some things never change Then you have to get rid of that stuff you know what and, I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's all we have to say on the matter because we have said our piece. Uh, but we would want to hear you chime in on the matter. Do tweet us yeah, if uh, you have something, if you have your two cents on this on this topic that you want to talk. I'm to sure there's going
1: to be a controversial um, discussion if you ever would like to start a discussion on this. I'm sure we might have said some things that maybe you don't necessarily agree with. Yeah, you don't necessarily agree. With. Maybe it could be wrong, or we're gonna we're gonna admit that we're not the experts on on feminism on feminism or equality. Or you know, and we're not even the most perfect human beings on the in the world. So, we're, not so yeah, the perf- we're not the most. Perfect gentleman, either.
0: So you can say that, you know, we can talk all we want, but we got to back, back up our talking. And, and uh, that's fine. That's cool. You know, you're entitled to that opinion. But do let us know at least what you think. Uh, our Twitter handles are at Stan947 and at Rose War. And you can also find us on Facebook. Do talk to us on Smart Gilas Pilipinas. We have a Facebook group where everybody just talks about these things on a daily basis. Hell, we talked about this ourselves uh, the day after it happened. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Smart Gilas Pilipinas.
1: And if we're wrong, please do tell us why were wrong we'd love for you to educate us and you know education goes both ways you can never learn too much i agree and you can never say you know too much how about we get to some lighter
0: topics now? Let's talk about predictions for Money in the Bank. It's happening in about two days from, from the time we're recording this. So right. I, I'm excited to get to this card. I think it's, a, it's an okay card. It's not exactly stacked. But uh, you, you can expect a lot from this pay-per-view because Money in the Bank has always
1: been exciting year in, year out. It's top-heavy, that's for sure. Because um, all the big stars are in both Money in the Bank matches. But that leaves the undercard, again... Um, where everything is not really completely fleshed out plus Daniel
0: Bryan's back he will be at the kickoff and he'll be addressing the injury situation and the fact that he vacated the WWE championship
1: i hope the news is good
0: i hope so too yeah. so let's get this out of the way and go to the very very unstacked undercard how about Biggie and Rusev in a rematch from last uh from from last month
1: you know what i don't care if Rusev is slated to win all his matches I just want this to be a competitive match because I'm sure um, Rusev isn't as bad as some people may think. Um, he has a different style. He has, um, you know, an unorthodox or, an um, wrestling style that that kind of revolves around, um, you know, martial arts strikes and some of the old traditional WWE style. So there's a mixture, and I'm sure, given the right opponent, he could work a decent match. And Big E is no slouch in the ring either. He's he's really Agile for a big man And I I also want to see him In a more extended capacity
0: I like Big E I think he's very athletic You know, despite the stocky nature He brings something new to the table In the sense that He's unusually agile and athletic As a big guy Especially with his kind of build But I I would have to give to Rusev Because obviously they're building him up What I do want to see though Is Big E going back Into the intercontinental title picture Or maybe in the US title picture And for Rusev I want to see Rusev feud Against Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger
1: Okay, Um. That means Swagger and Coulter will be turned faces, right? Which is okay. Which it was something I don't really have a problem with. You know, um,
0: let, let's forget. No, for a I while. do. Have,
1: I do have a problem with it because it's gonna mean that you're gonna make um the the xenophobic the xenophobic Americans good guys against um against the foreigners, and that's exactly playing into what uh what you know conservatives and racists want. You know. Shit, I, I never thought about yeah, that. I yeah, I never thought about that. Evil, evil foreigner versus good guy white American. That's, not, that's 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 not gonna fly anymore in 2014. It shouldn't fly anymore in 2014. What if
0: they retcon it though and try to move Coulter and Swagger away from the xenophobic nature and try to turn them into like uber nationalists?
1: Okay, there's n- there's no winning with the stupid. Um, uh, well, not stupid, but it's it's a good heat magnet. The the controversial. Um, real Americans gimmick And the really really simplistic Evil Russians gimmick Of Rusev and Lana There's no winning in that situation It's really really dumbed down I don't think that it's, it's,
0: still, uh, it's still Controversial in this day and age though Like, I mean fine the real American gimmick Was controversial last year when it first debuted But I think it's neutered out over the last 18 months
1: it's gonna be um, more reasonable to be to, to for them to be faces now that you know Russia is still more of a bad guy in the real world in the
0: geopolitical scene,
1: right? But we still can't. It's not as black and white as that anymore. It's not as cut and dry as that anymore. And if we couldn't, if we encourage that sort of thinking, we're not gonna get anywhere. Okay, no, that's
0: fair. That's fair.
1: Anyway, uh, sorry, I didn't predict the match. Yeah, you didn't. Um, Rusev is gonna win. But I just want. A more competitive match
0: Something that lasts longer Than four or five minutes big I hope
1: Big e should not be squashed He's a big guy He's an agile guy He should not be squashed By one you know, big side slam And one accolade
0: Fine How about we we wish We hope We pray that The other black guys Just come out Like have Xavier
1: Woods uh, Archie start, And maybe start, Kofi come start in Start the new nation Of dominance yeah. table right? That would be fun I would like that <laughs> that, would, that would be a nice um, Development We do need more teams Right now We
0: do need more factions As well uh, Next match on the undercard how about Summer Rae and Layla going at it with Fon Nongo as a special guest referee? This has been a long time coming.
1: Yeah, it's not really the biggest storyline. No, in, it's not. I don't know, but it has been a long time coming, and I think Summer Rae is going to get this one. Yeah, I, I think she would get this
0: too, and I I want to see the reactions. We talked about this last time—the yeah. sudden turn, yeah. uh, sudden turn topic—and I would want to see Summer Rae come out of this, and I hope she comes out of this with a good face pop.
1: It's not like we care that much, but I do think, yeah, that Summer Rae is going to win. <laughs> Um, up next, Rye Baxel versus Goldust and Stardust No dust, I mean no dust No doubt that Goldust and Stardust are going to take this one home
0: I can't wait to see this match And I, I would have to agree with your prediction as well It's Goldust and Stardust to lose I want to see how you know, Goldust and Stardust mesh with each other once again I think they're going to do great And I think Rye Baxel has proven as the they've, they've come out as a good foil for them over the last several yeah. months and that, that, that's something to their credit as well Because a lot of people have been throwing crap Towards Ryback and towards Curtis Axel At how subpar they are as wrestlers But you know, as a team, we've talked about this before They seem to be complementing each other And not just each other at this point They're also
1: complementing Goldust and Stardust right now And if they drop the ball on Stardust They're going to be losing something special Because it's already been a big hit from the start um, I've not seen a negative reaction to Stardust at all And that's amazing Because... The, when you look at it At first glance The Stardust gimmick Was supposed It's supposed to be Made to fail And it was supposed To be ridiculous But it's, it, it's not That's the beauty of it And this is This is a good example Of a character Who is actually A character Backed up By the talent The in-ring talent Of the wrestler Of Cody Rhodes Amen Amen and to that And I can only hope That more characters Are as good as Rhodes
0: I'm glad you mentioned Character Because I'm, I'm gonna Segue into the next match which is the match for the Divas Championship? As much as I love Paige, as much as I really appreciate her as as a as a wrestler and as a Divas Champion, she doesn't she still doesn't have a character other than the fact that she is the champion who people don't necessarily respect.
1: And that is none of her. Um, it's not her fault. It's not exactly her fault. Um, she's had a character down in NXT. She was the anti-diva. Um, uh-huh. She would she stood for everything. Um, against the traditional diva. You know the, She wasn't the, blonde, the, she wasn't tan. Yeah, she wasn't a hot model or anything. She's hot, but she's not a model. She's not you know, she's she's an actual wrestler. She didn't strip a lot. Yeah, and uh Lang, we could have seen that um up in the main roster. It would have been it would have still worked. I think know? it would have worked yeah, as well, yeah. Still still would have worked. Because um a lot of these, you know, the, the Bellas are models. They're on E along with Summer Rae and the the Funkadactyls yeah. and all uh, that. Alicia Fox was once a model, you know it would have worked. It would have worked. guy. Sayana, that um, she doesn't get that kind of time. And it's weird because, you know, the other the other ladies get time. You know, Summer Ray gets time. Layla gets time. Um, even the Funkadactyls get time to develop something. Yeah. And Paige has nothing. And
0: she's the champion. That's the worst part.
1: Yeah, Sayana, And I do want to see them call her one day the Banshee. The
0: Banshee because of the
1: Primal Scream. Yeah, the Banshee Paige. And she's as white as a ghost anyway.
0: Remember when Vicky but Guerrero did that Primal Scream? If have the architect...
1: Scream? The architect, um, Seth Rollins, the Demon Kane, we should have the Banshee page. Remember when Vicky did the
0: Primal Scream, that was a heat magnet. But when Paige does the Primal Scream, for some reason, some people actually find it hot. I'm not one of those people, <laughs> but some people do find it hot. I think I do find it hot. Damn, I think it's hot. Now, predictions for the match. Paige and Naomi, I think Paige retains.
1: Obviously, Paige retains. But I think Cameron uh, turns on Naomi in this match. Good call. I like that. I, I, I forgot again, about that again, element. Again, it's not something you'd care about. Sure. it will happen but i'm sure it's going to happen
0: yeah for storyline purposes it will happen All right let's get to the tag team match for the tag team championship if you haven't noticed by the way we're kind of predicting this in the order that we would like uh these matches to, ha- to happen
1: I-, I don't know oh, Unai really, will really. tag team
0: championship or the or the
1: ladder match i'm going to i'm going to predict that the uh money in the back ladder match comes on first Right, because it has, been, it has been that way. In Una Smackdown before the Raw mm-hmm. uh, ladder match. And it's not a bad formula. Uh, it, you always start the show with a solid match. And I think the, the, ladder con- the championship contract match would be a nice place to start. Right, so fine. Let's talk about the, the,
0: the, ch- the contract match. The ladder match for the contract. BNB, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Swagger, Kofi, RVD, and Rollins.
1: Honestly, it's Rollins and Ambrose's to lose. Um, either one of them I don't know, I, I, you know I, I've been thinking about this ever since um, the match was, was final and was made final but I don't know it's either well it's really either it's Ambrose, Rollins or Ziggler uh-huh. and um, Ziggler isn't there yet again he's been regressed but I can't tell what, between who between Rollins and Ambrose who should be winning it you know what I'm gonna decide for you and I'm gonna say Seth Rollins
0: I would say Seth Rollins just because he's the authority's lapdog right now. And I think it would just make sense um, to get all, the, all this heat, much more heat for Seth Rollins if he had the championship contract, yeah, which well, he could Seth, cash
1: in on at any time. I know, I know. Seth is the more obvious choice because I don't think um, Ambrose gives a shit about winning the contract. And it kind of goes in line with his character as well, like the loose cannon, the lunatic fringe. He doesn't care about that championship contract. No, my thinking is while he's the obvious choice... Will he actually win? The chances of him winning, I don't know. I don't know it. Sion, because if, if BNB were still in this match, I would have given it to him. I don't think... Well, he's out of strongly. Would, the, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I would have placed BNB if he wasn't injured as one of the serious candidates for this
1: one. Right, right, right. So, those are my three choices. Um, Rollins, Ambrose, and Ziggler. I, I, would, I would go with Seth Rollins. Just one choice. Um, any other choice would, would kind of
0: surprise me to varying degrees but I'm, I'm gonna put my money on Rollins what if Kofi won this are you serious bro <laughs> yeah you know, I'm just saying I'm just putting it out there what if Kofi wins are you serious bro
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I, I don't know I think Kofi's trip has long sailed I know I know I'm just saying I am just saying anyway moving on to the tag team championship match you've forsaken that for the contract match um, I think that the Wyatt family is taking on this one Wow. Yeah. Really? But um, the catch is they're going to be trading it back and forth uh-huh. with the Usos. I, that's what I want to happen.
0: I don't know. I thought that the, I, I, I went into this thinking the, the Usos would actually win it. But, I, I don't know. They've been, they've been built up as, parang underdog like underdog But they kind of have that, that legitimacy to them. When you know that if they push the right buttons, they could actually beat the Wyatt family. Like they're not as invincible
1: and as indestructible as they come off. The Usos are the best pure tag team, face tag team we've seen in a recent while. Uh-huh. I think that I think that they're the best faces we've seen, on um, holding the tag team championships in a recent while. Um, even better than um, the Brotherhood, I would say. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I I think they gel more together. Because they're in twins. Mean, yeah. Because uh, that's why I say they're the best pure team as a team. They're the best faces we've had.
0: You know what I like about this feud though, the Usos and the Wyatt family. It's a good spin off from the Bray Wyatt John Cena storyline mm-hmm. because originally the Usos only stuck their nose in the business of the Wyatt families because they tried to help out John Cena. Right.
1: And it's been written well. And I do think that the Wyatt family's
0: time is now. I hope that I hope that the storyline keeps going. Like um, I um I wouldn't mind if they trade it around back and forth for a good while. Um but I still call the Usos winning this
1: and and then the Wyatt family will probably win this come SummerSlam. Okay, that's our first split decision. Um, Luke Harper for uh, White family for me And Usos for Sand. How about the ladder match For the vacant WWE World Heavyweight Championship Honestly, I know some of you Are not gonna wanna hear this But I think it's either Orton's or Cena's to lose And we've heard that From, from many different people online And that's fair That's a fair
0: assumption to make The way I see things though Is that a face and a heel Splits the titles up
1: again Ah... Uh, I know, you want, I know you want to see it um, I've been talking about yeah, this I know you want to see the championships um, separated again But I told you, we've already talked about this It's not going to work without a brand split I, I don't know, it, it's happened
0: before I mean, uh, they tried to make it work before Having two different world champions And I think right now, they kind of do need to have two world champions I would really say a face and a heel, just split it If it's either Seamus and Orton or Cena and Orton or I don't know um, hell, Bray Wyatt could be you know could have one of those championships by the end of the night. I just don't think the people
1: who I don't think will win for sure are ADR and Kane. ADR and Kane, uh, Cesaro isn't gonna win for sure. Sheamus isn't gonna win for sure. Bray isn't gonna win for sure. So my top three is Cena, Orton, and the, at the distant third Roman Reigns. I think that I think that's a fair top three. Um, really, really distant third because I don't want Reigns to win this one yet.
0: Not yet. It, it's too soon. And, I don't know, I, I would have been happier,
1: though, if Roman Reigns was actually bumped down to the contract match. Well, but that isn't the case. I it mean, isn't the case. I know, I know it. We I'm know, just we, saying. We, know, we know they're fast-tracking him to the main event sooner or later. He got a fast pass! But anyway, and yeah, I don't think that anyone else is going to win this other than Cena or Orton. Alright. And for all for for what it's worth, I think that Orton has a bigger chance. Okay. Alright, so there you have
0: it. Our money in the bank predictions. Again, if you have any other predictions in mind, or if you have any other uh, any other answers to our questions that we've been asking on the podcast, just tweet us. It's @stan947. at Stan nine four seven at Roazwar. Now let's close the podcast with this new segment that we're also introducing. We're going to call this the Pick of the Week, and the Pick of the Week is basically something something from this past week in wrestling that we particularly want to highlight.
1: Exactly, exactly. And do you want to start, or do I start this? Now you can start this. Go. All for right. My pick of the week, I hope you've seen it on Raw, Dolph Ziggler versus Bad News Barrett for the Intercontinental Championship. What a match that was. What a match that was. On Raw, um, most of all, right? Yeah. And the finish, um, Bad News Bullhammer to the, ju- to the jumping face of Dolph Ziggler from out of nowhere. And I love finishes like that. You love the Bullhammer. You've been, you've been
0: marking out on the Bullhammer, on the show, on the, po- on the podcast for several weeks now.
1: Exactly. I
0: love how unpredictable the Bullhammer yeah, has become.
1: And, I I love it even more when you don't, you know, when he doesn't hit it like like full you know, he's just standing in front of him or he's you know, running in front of him. He, he's uh, Dolph Ziggler jumped yeah. um on him and yeah. he hit the bull hammer from below. And that was awesome. That was an awesome visual.
0: You know, I wouldn't be surprised if people can rank the bull hammer alongside the RKO now because they're both surprise finishers and they're both impactful. And
1: people don't like the KO punch of Big Show. Yeah. But it's the same uh essentially as the bullhammer uh-huh. but the bullhammer just looks better it does look better it, and, it looks great and bad news barrett is has a good enough look has a good enough size has a good enough build yeah. to properly carry the bullhammer you know what i'm saying
0: yeah I, I do i do now uh you know um the pick of the week of course we want to highlight this because if if there was one thing you had to watch in wrestling this week this would be it so right. that's Rose That's the that's his pick of the week. Dolph Ziggler versus Bad News Barrett on Raw for the Intercontinental Championship. Right. My pick of the week was the Stephanie McMahon versus Vicky Guerrero storyline to open Raw okay. and their subsequent match. Okay. And, and basically everything uh surrounding
1: Vicky Guerrero and her departure from WWE. Well, um I do I did like the storyline because it did focus on Eddie. It it kind of kind of focus on Eddie. Kind Not- of it was a tasteful way of bringing Eddie Guerrero into this into the dialogue. I'm not sure about tasteful, but it was a way
0: to bring Eddie back and fine. It wasn't so tasteless. Remember, remember in '06 when Randy Orton told Ray that Eddie was in hell. That was th- tasteless. That was tasteless. That was bad.
1: But this one was just um It was okay. It was acceptable. This one is acceptable because it also focused on Vicky, and Vicky was made to look uh, strong in the end.
0: It was focusing on her legacy, and and um, I le- uh, you know how Eddie Guerrero has become the most popular Guerrero. Um, in, in the family Ever, right right,
1: More popular than Gory, I'd say
0: But here's the thing To this generation Of, re- of wrestling fans When you say Guerrero Eddie's not even known They're Vicky si Vicky and, that, and that's something That you have to give To Vicky, Vicky, Vicky Guerrero You have to give her credit For that The fact that She yeah. took the Guerrero name And she made it her own For this generation Of wrestling fans And Chavo fans. is
1: really sad That it's not him Because Chavo's still alive It's rather unfortunate it it
0: is unfortunate, pero ba, I mean, I mean, sure, parang kawawa si travel si Chavo for that, but you have to give it to Vicky Guerrero for taking the Guerrero brand and making it her own. She, I mean, she she first came
1: off of the shadow of Eddie Guerrero, right? I think um, with everything that Vicky has done so far, Eddie would be so proud.
0: He would be proud, and I love how she she went out. She went out of Raw. She threw a kiss to the sky, and she mouthed, "This is for you." That was and, touching. And she,
1: did, and she did the dance. She did the shimmy. She, she, she did, did the, the shoulder shimmy.
0: shimmy. And uh, of course, she went in and went out with the Los Guerreros theme. Viva, Viva la raza!
1: Right. And I, I really miss that theme, you know. I do, I do too, man. Um, it, it's been a really, really long time since I've heard that theme.
0: Used in wrestling, right? Used in wrestling, and it was a good story. I mean, Vicky came in as a villain, and then by the you know by the end of the opening segment, people were cheering for her. People wanted her to succeed. People wanted her to keep her job. People had sympathy, legit sympathy for Vicky Guerrero, and that's how you do a successful turn. And that is a testament of how good a heel Stephanie McMahon is. That's right, and um, the fact that you know she wouldn't let anyone do something she wouldn't do herself.
1: Right. I mean, she got down and dirty. Uh, they they wrote that whole storyline well. I think it was very well it was very well written. You know it what? Might I think, not be the most tasteful. but Yes, well written.
0: You know what? I think uh, my pick of the week. I would actually submit that as a must watch Monday
1: on our SGP Facebook group. Okay, must watch Mondays for those who don't know. Not in the group. Um, that's when we show. Uh, You know, promos, matches, whatever have you Segments That we want other people, other fans to see And not just fans, but newcomers If you were going to introduce
0: wrestling to somebody This is something you start off with Right, that's right And I think it's good because at the end of the day Wrestling is a story We Mm -hmm. tell stories through wrestling And it was just a great story It's something that I will keep talking about In the foreseeable future Vicky Guerrero, thank you so much
1: For nine great years
0: You know, for entertaining us all all these years And we're going to miss the Guerrero name
1: Thank you, Vicky Thank you, Vicky Vicky so much um, at first we never thought it, it would amount too much but wow she has come such a long way
0: you've proved yourself so much in front of the eyes of these wrestling fans and we love you all, all so much for it and I, I guess that's gonna do it for the SGP podcast this week
1: right uh, so much so much has happened this episode can I know. You believe that? Uh, we, we actually have a lot of structure and we, we've managed to keep it kind of tight still. Yeah, please let us know if you like um, everything we've been doing. Uh, if you agree, disagree, whatever have you, if you have any opinions at all about what we've talked about on this episode, please do let us know. Uh, do tweet us It's at Stan947 At
0: Roezoir again Ro, We're also on Facebook You can uh, access our Facebook group It's facebook.com Slash
1: groups Slash SmartGilasPilipinas And we're on iTunes finally Right If you're not listening to this on iTunes because If you might be listening to this on SoundCloud or whatever um, Go to iTunes Go to the iTunes store Type in the search box The Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast Subscribe to it And download it all for free It's all for free So yeah
0: Thank you so much For joining us For this week's edition Of the Smart Gitas Filipinas podcast We're going to enjoy Money in the Bank In a few days Right Um, I hope you do too And uh, we're also going to enjoy Raw, Smackdown, Main Event And NXT And all of the wrestling shows That happen throughout the week We're going to catch you again next week Thank you so much Sayonara Peace